In addition to taking care of one another inside the church, what if we developed a lifestyle of taking care of the most needy outside the walls of the church? How would that change the community and our city? Bob Moffat, president and founder of Harvest Foundation in Phoenix, along with Pastor Julian Gibb, talk with pastors and leaders about how sacrificial love by those in the church to those in need outside the church has helped people see and embrace Jesus Christ. It's that demonstration of Jesus' greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on The Kingdom and Its Stories. Well, good afternoon. It's Monday, 5.30 p.m. drive time. My name is Julian Gibb, and welcome to The Kingdom and Its Stories. I'm a co-host with Bob Moffitt from the Harvest Foundation. But today, we're blessed to have John, John Cousins. So, John, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So, John, uh, you and I have known each other for a while, and uh, we sort of uh, have journeyed together on, on, a, on a few things. And then I learned that you have a certain ministry, a certain service, a certain way of reaching out to your neighbors around you. So, so tell us a little bit about that. Um, so... I basically work on helping uh, widows is kind of more um, people. God has put people in my life. I just have a specific still set, and that's basically anything homes, uh, anything mechanical uh, kind of a deal. And um, early on in my youth, um, I basically kind of found that this was my gift and I needed to use it for the Lord and help those people that, you know, don't have that capability or financially don't have the ability like a lot of us do to have something fixed or have something taken care of. Because, I mean, that that's big because in all of our minds, we're like, you know, I hope the water heater doesn't die this month because I, I can't afford to pay, right? you know, or, or the, the the shingles just got blown off my house, you know, and so we, we all have that in the back of our mind, you know, Correct. that emergency fund that we all should have, but yeah. perhaps don't, you know, and so... But but there are those people, uh, wonderful people, who really cannot financially uh, deal with something going wrong with their house. And so 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 God placed it on your heart to help those who are in need to to overcome these difficulties. That's correct. Yes. And how how did this start? So it started um, way early on. Um, I was actually um, working for the church that I go to. And uh, there was a single lady in the church. Um, she had one of those stackable washer and dryers. So it was an all-in-one unit. So if you one broke, you were doing all of them. Um, she needed to have a repair done on the washer. Um, it was like a $500 repair, so almost yeah. half of what it cost to buy both units. But, of course, you know, she was financially constrained. Um, but believe it or not, it was only a $4 part that oh. needed to be installed. Oh it was all labor. <laughs> and... Uh, I honestly, I hadn't done it before, but I had a pastor in the church that kind of had seen my capabilities and said, you know, if you're willing to try, you know, we're going to have to help her in either way. Why don't you try fixing it? If we're successful, then we've saved the Lord's money for something else. And, you know, I have to admit, she probably looked at this 24, 25-year-old guy <laughs> ripping her washer apart going, oh, my goodness gracious, what have I gotten into? But yeah, the Lord blessed and, you know, it took me several hours, but I got it taken care of and she was able to save a bunch of money, and there was wow. more money for the kingdom of God to use, be used elsewhere. Wow. So, uh, so you know, it, from, what did you say, $500 or something? Yeah. $500 down to $4, $4 and, a, and a cup time. of coffee. You know, and so, <laughs> so I mean, that, that's, that it, I, I don't want to trivialize it because it really is, you know, as I said already, you know, when things go wrong in the house, mm -hmm. you know, and you can't afford to pay for it, it really does add a, a weight 
you know, and particularly, as you say, you know, if you are a widow, you know, you're by yourself, you know, it, it's there's no one to to lean upon no no one to get to get help from and so 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 it's wonderful what what you're doing and um do what was a 24 year old i mean i mean shouldn't you've been out playing baseball perhaps not baseball shouldn't you've been out <laughs> playing uh basketball or or i don't know hot rodding around the street i mean i mean what what possessed a 24 year old to spend his his uh afternoons his weekends uh mending other people's washers um i just have to say i'm i'm i don't know why i'm blessed the lord called me early um to his faith so i wouldn't say i was a typical 24 year old um you know and i at that point in time we were actually i was married and we were just starting our family so there was just that kingdom focus, you know, like I said, at the time I was working for the church. So let's be honest, it was a little bit more easy when, you know, your life revolves around being in God's house, working at God's house, you know, and that's, that's, it's a different mindset, you know, mm. it's a different place to be. But See, I don't, like you, I said, I a little bit different, you know, than a lot of people. You you weren't like me when I was 24. Then I, I guess, you know, <laughs> Well, I had a four-wheel drive and I like to tear up the desert, but that's just. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I want to hammer down on that point because how many, how many children do you have? Uh, six. So you've got six children. Yes. Who, who no, no doubt are all angels, <laughs> but six children to provide for. Yeah. Um, you have a a, a, a a wonderful but very stressful full-time job, mm-hmm. a lovely wife to look after, yeah. and duties elsewhere. So, I mean, haven't, haven't you earned the right to to, to sit back and, 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 and enjoy a, a carrot juice, you know, and, w- and watch sports? You know, why, why are you spending the valuable spare time you have helping other people with their things around their home. Why are you doing this? Um, it's that laying up treasures in heaven. The fact is, is, you know, I, we need to have a kingdom focus day in and day out. Um, and then just knowing, you know, the fact is, is God's laid these people before me and I can't look at it as an accident. It's something that he intends for me to do. And the fact is, is he still gives me that time. You know, it's, um, Part of it is, you know, my son mainly, but sometimes my girls, I just bring them with me, you know, and they are part of this work that God has had me to do. So they're exposed to it and they can see the goodness in it. So if anything, it helps even build our relationship stronger because they see, you know, this kind of work. Up is up to. Correct. You know, and I asked with, uh, we were talking earlier on and you were saying about how, was it Matthew 25, Mm -hmm. you know, where, where, um, I don't know if that's the right scripture now, forgive me, but, you know, it was, you know, you saw me, uh, hungry, you know, you saw me on, you know, unclothed and, uh, and so, so you're seeing it as your call to, 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 to find a need within society and, and fill it to the best of your abilities, to the way that God has, has gifted you. Yes, that's correct. It's, I feel it's a very small way. I know it's a big way for, you know, anybody that the Lord has brought to me to help provide for them, Mm. you know, but I really feel my, whether you call it a niche or my service basically is really more around me or more around the church, you know, that I go to. But I also see how God is, you know, glorifying himself through it in the sense Mm. that it's, 
it's small, you know, but it's also huge because it's God's yeah. work. You know, we all got to do our small part. It might just be, you know, a Saturday afternoon. It just might be, you know, a couple hours after work. Yeah. But the person that God is using you to help sees it as something that's giant and it's yeah. huge. Well, I, I know, I know firsthand experience from, uh, we were helping one lady, her, her, uh, her microwave went out, you know, and she didn't have a cooker. Um, so she was out in the middle of summer, which in Phoenix, you know, is 114 or whatever, you know, it, things just cook by themselves, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but she's out there cooking. And so, uh, you know, the church people raise money to buy a microwave. Uh, and then I'm left with this microwave, you know, and I didn't have a, a clue how to fix it up on the wall, you know, and not electrocute myself. So, it was really a part of us all coming together, you know, and then, and then, so I did, well, I didn't do my bit. God did his bit through me, you know, and then it passed on to another part of the body who was gifted in a different way and then, and then so on. And so, uh, you know, as you say, it's just the body coming together. Um, but, uh, do you, when, when you're doing these things, because, because they're not, they're not always easy, you know, as anyone who's done some, anything on homes, you know, it's kind of like you should do this. You plug it in there. It should be exactly the right size. You know, it's just an hour's job. But we know like four hours down the line, it doesn't quite fit in. This isn't quite level and this isn't quite long enough, you know. So uh, it's not always a pleasure. <laughs> you know, it's not always easy. You know, you've got other pressures in life. But do you feel God's pleasure when you're doing these things? I do, um, you know. Like you said, sometimes it always go to plan. When it's someone's personal house, it's always personal to them, you mm. know. And they, mm. Sometimes they can question, but you know, God is always great. You know, um, like I said, you know, my my forte, but also my work life is one hundred percent construction. So mm. you know, I understand homes. I understand how they go together, and yeah. um, I've also been given the ability to relate to people and. I don't know, be able to comfort them. That's why the position I'm in and the job I actually have is mainly because I can connect with people and they can see the knowledge I have about this kind of stuff. But it's, you know, in the end, you know, God is always glorified, you know, and it's just a peace to know that it's done, it's fixed, and, you know, they can move on. What, what, how has this affected you? How, how has this sort of transformed you? Um, by reaching out to to, to, to widows and uh, helping them, what what effect has it had upon upon John? Oh wow, um, it's just it's been a it's been a God given blessing. Quite honestly, um, you know, something I I share with people is, um, like I said, I bring my son on a lot of these projects, and honestly, when I was bringing him, I wasn't bringing him with the thought of you know, this is something he would want to do. I was more just wanting to teach my son what I knew, or it was a setting, you know, where he could learn how to maintain a house, how he could fix things. You know, I just saw it as a good teaching platform. Um, But one of the blessings is, so our son is getting ready to graduate college here in the next actually four weeks. Mm. Um, But I was, he's very busy, of course, because it's actually a master's is what he's in. And he actually told me, and I'll be honest, about brought me to tears. He says, I'm looking forward to being done so I can help you with huh. these kind of things. And he's like, he, he picked this up, and I wasn't – it's not what I intended. So wow. so how old is your son? He's uh, 22. 22. Yep. So uh, 
So your son is looking forward to finishing graduating. Uh, one, because he wants to no doubt get a job, you know, and find, but he's looking forward to graduating so that he can come and join you in mending widows, lavatories, and microwaves. Yes. That's, that's, that's a God blessing right there. Again, another 20-something-year-old that, you know, in our culture, in our day, you know, usually they're just wanting to go out and do whatever pleases them. He's seen God's kingdom. He's seen that, and he desires to be that or desires to do stuff like that. I mean, that, 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 that's every parent's dream, really, isn't it? It you is. Know, you know, it really, just, really is. So you're listening to The Kingdom and Its Stories. My name is Julian Gibb. And today, as I say, we're blessed to have John, John Cousins. He's uh, joining us here today. And uh, John had this uh, call, uh, my words, upon his life uh, in his early 20s that um, God told him to go and utilize the gifts that God had given him in order to benefit other people. John identified that his gift was in mending things, in um, home renovations and uh, helping people out. And so God placed it on his heart to to help uh, the widows within our society. So we've heard about how he's uh, reached out, mended a number of things, but also how it's transformed him, which I'll come back to, but also that it, uh, it, it led an example for his son. And so now his son seeks to join him uh, for free on spare time in order that they may go out and uh, reach widows within within our community. So, so John, you know, that's... You know, uh, you're speaking about your son and how he uh, he has been transformed just by seeing you in action. Um, but again, back back to you. I mean, um, how has this changed you? Has it brought you closer to Christ in 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 serving Him? When you serve Him, has it has it has it has it matured you in your relationship? You know what. What if it, if it's nothing? Then don't let me force something. John, you must be thinking this. You know, it's kind of like you know, it would really make the program work well if you said this. No, but it's like, what what in how has it changed you in being able to utilize the skills that you've got to do good? Um, it's just changed me. At, like I've kind of said, it's that connection to God's kingdom. The fact is, is our church um, people outside of our church. Um, it's just that connection. You know, a lot of what I do when I'm working in someone's house is honestly just having conversations. Mm. So I've grown those, grown with those people who have these needs, you know, find out about them, you know, and because, you know, it can be specifically a little bit more widows or people who might be a little bit more lonely. Honestly, some of it's just that. It's just fulfilling that need of also companionship while I'm actually doing what I'm doing and letting them yeah. know. I think one of the biggest things is that they are important. You know, I, I know in our culture, it's definitely better than a lot of other cultures, but still, you know, they can have a tendency to feel like they're on an island or that they're all by themselves and there's not that person there for them daily. But to know that, you know, who God calls that will come in and take care of them and they're not forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, how um, how how have you seen the, the excuse me? How has the Lord worked through you in providing these things? Because the, the, these the, these these uh, widows uh, don't have much money, and sometimes 
you know, you can't mend everything. I'm assuming, you know, some sometimes something's broken, it's broken. Yep. You know, it doesn't matter how much <laughs> band aids or duct tape you put on it. You know, I mean, I'm a king. I'm a fan of duct tape, but sometimes it just doesn't cut it. You know, so uh, I mean, have there been times where appliances have died? You know, and I mean, how, how do you have? How have you helped? How was God provided in those times? It really has uh, been God. So. Um in a lot of instances. So I actually work for a major builder. Um, and this actually happened within the last year and a half. Um, had a family, the same kind of thing. Their um, cooktop, actually, one of the burners wouldn't turn off. So they actually had to turn off the Ooh. breaker every single time they wanted to shut off their cooktop. <laughs> um, um, and then they also, their microwave was busted. Um, oh but anyways, um, you know, through our company, we have an um, employee discount. But I was able to reach out to our manufacturer and you know, the person I reached out to, you know, wasn't a believer, but when they hear about what I'm trying to do or that I'm just trying to care for other people's society, they automatically come straight up and say, you know, yes, please, we'll give you that same discount for these people. So I was able to get those appliances for a fraction of the cost of what they are for retail and then just do the install myself. So now they have actually functioning stuff that works properly. And that, And like I said, that's those are those things that are just um, fulfilling because it's seeing God use, you know, and we know it's true, but I think it's sometimes we miss it. It's seeing God use people who aren't believers. And Mm. the fact is, is even though they may not have the same full faith that we do, they see the fact that we're doing good for people and they're not going to deny that. That's, you know, I think, and that's, again, those little bumps where, People are, you know, in a sense, it's witnessing in the sense because you're saying, hey, we care for people and this is what we want to do. And God says, hey, yeah, that person's going to help you even though they're not – don't have the same belief as you or they don't, you know, truly know who I am yet. Yeah. You know. So that that really is trusting – you know, trusting God. God's called you to do something. Yes. You're doing it. You know, if the finance is on there, you know, it it doesn't always happen this way. No, it doesn't always happen this way. But – uh, so God comes through and opens doors through yes. through other people, and and again, you know, I, I I'm assuming predominantly because of your community, these are Christian people, but but no doubt, you know, you you know your your call, as you said, is to help everyone, whether yes. whether believer, non-believer, you know, um, male, female, uh, whatever color of skin, you know, Correct. your your call is, uh, you know, as you said, and I'm paraphrasing. Is really that this is an act of of, of evangelism in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, you know, just I'm here to show you what Jesus looks like by helping. Yeah. Um, you know, as I said at the start, you know, we we moved into this house where nothing worked, and uh, it, it 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 really, you know, we laugh, but it really is a stress, you know, when you <laughs> it's sort of like. <laughs> 100 Fahrenheit outside, you yeah. know, and your air conditioning unit doesn't work, you know, and it, and it is Easter yeah. or whatever, you know, and so, so they, they can come around and see you in uh, in a week, you know. Correct. So uh, it really it really is something that's extremely helpful, you know, particularly to those who who are in need. And so so uh, give us some examples. I mean, I mean, what what are the uh, what are the crazy things you've you've had to mend and. Uh, you know, how uh, how has this opened the door for you to have, I'm not talking about theological, you know, discussions, you know, on, on predestination <laughs> or, or the return of, of the Lord, but yeah. how has this opened the door to to speaking about, about Jesus? 
Um, I don't know that I have any like real crazy stories in the sense of bizarre stuff that I've had to do. It, a lot of it's just common everyday knickknacks. It's but you know, and that's I guess that's really where the glory of God is. To me, it's a knickknack, but. For somebody who doesn't have this ability, it seems like Mount Everest. It doesn't seem like it does. it's, you know. Um, but the biggest thing is, is I've just created lifelong, you know, relationships. You know, mm. some of them, like I said, you know, it, well, it's, just, it's hard to summarize. I'll try to do the best I can. The way it's also some of this started was that, you know, in my youth, in our early marriage, we were financially strained, you know, pretty extremely in some senses right. once we're – our car, our car died and the body of Christ and those, not really the church, but just the people who knew us, provided us with a car just for free. You know, yeah, it, it wasn't a Lexus or anything else like that, but it got us from A to B. And that's where I was first able to see how God used God's people. You know, all those people gave just a little bit of money to help purchase us a car. I think that's what we're all called to do. It's our little part. It's our, you know, you, you may not see the larger kingdom in the sense of what it is you do, but it's getting out there. And when you feel that, you know, I call it the nudge from the Lord in the sense where it's like, you know, he says, hey, this is something you should do or whatnot. Do it. It may may seem small. It may seem insignificant. But those little things, like you can see through my journey with him in this area, it just continues to grow and mm. it continues to, you know, to create something. And, you know, my prayer and hope is, is that, you know, other men will see this, you know, or men or women that have these capabilities and that, you know, hopefully I can create maybe a little bit larger network to be able to help further out and be able, you know, because it is, a, I think, a larger need than what we know of. Unfortunately, I think in our society, um, I even have some, uh, a recent, uh, family member who's a widow and I have to remind her I'm here for you this is what you know in her mind she doesn't want to that's what she always says she goes you're so busy I don't want to bother you and it's like no this is what God has called me to do please you know because the fact is is, you know she's young and she's got a lot of life ahead of her and I want to be able to assist in this way you know people don't want to ask for help I guess is really the biggest thing but through it also I've seen the blessing um kind of like this was shared at our church. And I think more I saw people's, I'm not going to say happiness, but goodness in God and saying, wow, we didn't know there was someone like you out there. Mm. It was almost like, you know, there is this need there, but nobody knew just because, like I said, I'm kind of small and close. But now that they know, you know, there's people who are reaching out more, which is great. And I, I welcome it. So... I'm glad you asked that because our tap is le- no no no. <laughs> Ignore hey, that. I've been to your house. Scratch, scratch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, you were saying how an act of uh, of love uh, to to you guys, you know, years back when you started uh, helping you with the, with the car, you know, yeah. your, your car had died. This is this is Phoenix. You can't uh, really get around too, too easily without a car. So that act of love um, germinated within you yeah. and makes you, propels you, uh, motivates you, empowers you to go and reciprocate to, uh, not, not with that person, but to, 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 to go and love other people with what you've got. Correct. Exactly. Because I, you know, especially at the time I didn't have funds, but I had skills. Right. So, you know, I gave what I had back to the Lord because he gave to us. And it yeah. was just that continuing, 
you know, it was just over the years it grew to know, you know, yeah, really just, you know, how much it glorifies God to do this. That's really what it comes down to. It's yeah. nothing about me. It's nothing about what I do. It's, you know, the fact is, is God has put me in this place for a specific reason, and I right. need to do those small works he asked me to do. So last question, what would you say to someone listening now uh, who's thinking, you know, well, this is, this is, this is great, you know, and John's been given a gift, um, you know, and I, I really admire him for doing this, but I can't, I can't do that. You know, it, it's, I haven't got, I haven't got that gift. I haven't, you know, so uh, I'll be praying for John and amen for that, but um, I really can't do anything. What would you say to them? Uh, I would say we all have gifts in some area. Yeah. In this specific area, maybe God has equipped me more, um, but like I said, part of what I do sometimes is just listening. I would say you just need to be open to what God has for you to do. There's something. that It's out there. It's just whether or not we listen to him and we say, hey, you know, part of it may be like, you know, I know this sounds simple, but God brings something to your mind during that day. Maybe you're supposed to call them. Maybe oh, you're man. supposed to just give a phone call and say, hey, how you doing? The Lord brought you to my mind. Oh, man. You've been listening to the kingdom and the stories, as John said. Just start. Just go out and serve. Have a blessed week. Jesus defines discipleship as come and follow me. Next Monday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360, we'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their communities. If you have a personal example of how you are being the hands and feet of Jesus with your neighbors, We'd love to hear from you. Enter your story at harvestfoundation.org. That's harvestfoundation.org on the Contact Us tab. You can also subscribe to the podcast on The Kingdom and Its Stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.